Hello, uh, this is Steve Warren, the founder of The Whitestone Project. I'm also the author of Your Higher Self, and I've developed a series of podcasts that will offer you some positive ideas for bringing a higher purpose and deeper meaning to your life. Now, in this third episode, I'd like to continue on with a deeper discussion about your life purpose and how it will be revealed to you. In this episode, we're going to focus on the question, who am I? Now, let me begin by stating that uh, when you do uncover your purpose, which you will, uh, you'll know who you are. And conversely, when you know who you are, you will know your purpose. Now, the challenge for you is to look within at any stage of your life and find that yearning that wakes you up and gives you a reason to act and live with as much passion as humanly possible. When you totally experience a powerful will to live and are motivated to make every waking second count, you'll know exactly who you are and what purpose you are devoting yourself to. Now, to achieve this personal enlightenment, you must spend a lot of time thinking about the key elements of your life and what they really mean to you. You'll need to consider all dimensions of yourself, including your personality, your habits, your likes and dislikes, and your most cherished values. Now, I'm going to be sharing with you in a few minutes an extensive questionnaire that will probe your most authentic thoughts about who you feel you really are. Now, these questions that I'll provide to you will allow you to have a very serious, in-depth dialogue with yourself. While you may rarely have these deep, you know, personal internal conversations, looking within is the only way to open up your innermost feelings about your life. Now, no one else can tell you this much about your purpose. And also, you shouldn't reject this process because maybe you might fear what you could discover about yourself. But if you don't ask, who am I? You really have no right to ask, what do I want from my life? And by not seeking the answer, you've essentially been given one. You are nobody, and you have no right to choose your own life. Now, I know that sounds pretty harsh, but the truth is, you are solely responsible for determining who you are and, and what each day of your life will be. Uh, Josh Billings told us once, he said, it's not only the most difficult thing to know oneself, but the most inconvenient too. Undoubtedly, it is a tremendous challenge to know thyself. But it's also such a great opportunity. In the words of George Herbert, he said, By all means, you need some time to be alone. Salute thyself. See what thy soul doth wear. Now, you'll learn that the who am I question is tied to the what is my purpose question. Now, together, they'll tell you what's most important and what your life should look and feel like. And the good news is that by knowing yourself, you'll know your purpose and what's most important to you. And with this insight, you'll be prepared to pursue life's rewards. But what is it that will make life rewarding, significant, or even successful? You know, you might believe that the doors to life's success will magically open once you possess those things that are normally associated with personal or individual success. You know, things like fame, 
fortune, power, and prestige being the major prerequisites to a happy and successful life. But unfortunately, you'll often find that upon their attainment, a major void will still exist within you. Basically, you'll discover that being rich is not the same thing as living a rich life. Thus, you'll become confused with these mixed and conflicting definitions of the term success, all the while pursuing more elusive and unsatisfactory goals. And in the end, you'll find there's really only one lasting definition of success that really works, and that's called self-fulfillment through the actualization of your purpose. I know that sounds like some esoteric concept, so let me simplify by saying that life success is simply being all that you can be. You know, it's that state of mind that says you know who you are, what you want, and are actively pursuing it throughout your life with great enthusiasm and excitement. Your purpose is nothing more and nothing less than that. Now, this is also what I call the realm of the higher self. And it's that passionate form of living where your higher self allows you to blissfully feel in control of your life, where you're both excited and committed to making it happen. Now, let's get back for a minute to the point of this episode. You know, finding your higher self by answering that question, <clears throat> excuse me, who am I? Now, to discover who you really are, you must first recognize that you are a human being with thoughts and desires and needs and dreams. And collectively, these feelings make up your concept of yourself. You've acquired these feelings about yourself as you've traveled through your life and interacted with the world around you. You receive feedback from your total environment that these shaped your self-concepts of your self-worth and your self-esteem. And through your successes and failures, your victories and your disappointments, your praises and your punishments, you began to get some specific ideas about what you want and what you want to avoid. Now, the environment in which you've lived has been the main predictor of your concept of yourself, especially in terms of your self-interest, uh, self-image, and your personality development. The world around you nurtured and taught you, determining the way you feel about yourself and even those around you. Unfortunately, as a young person, you're really kind of a victim of this process and you cannot always choose the cultural, social, or physical environment in which you learned about yourself. But as you matured, uh, you continue to develop more self-awareness and self-confidence, giving you that freedom to determine your own environment. And as your knowledge of yourself became more self-evident, uh, you probably tended to choose schools and jobs and neighborhoods and churches that conform to your self-images. But you should remember that you should never be too content as to who you really think you are. You shouldn't allow yourself to become stagnated in any environment that doesn't encourage your natural needs for growth and change. Now, despite the, the old adage, adage that a, you know, a leopard never changes its spots, the need to continually redefine yourself is healthy and desirable. The key is in knowing which leopard spots, which set of needs or expectations you'll be wearing today. Yourself then becomes an amalgamation of these needs and expectations. They're your feelings toward life. What do you want? What's missing? 
What moves you in certain directions? What fulfills you? What makes you feel like a whole person? Now, when yourself is better defined, you'll be closer to defining your purpose. And you'll continually evolve in that self-knowledge, moving toward a more whole and complete person. And your satisfaction must come from knowing that you're always moving in that direction. Constantly seeking, striving, moving toward Abraham Maslow's concept of self-actualization. Your objective then is to merge the essence of yourself with the essence of your purpose. As they become one and the same, you become unified in your thought, spirit, and action. Okay, so how will you get to really know yourself? Well, your first approach in knowing your true self and ultimately your purpose is to conduct a needs analysis of your life at this moment in time. Your essential needs and expectations for a meaningful and satisfying life will reflect your self-beliefs and self-concepts. And you can only determine this by asking the tough questions about each major area of your life. So take some time to reflect upon the following questions, which are designed to get at the inner core of your self-beliefs. Now, since I'm sharing these questions with you on a podcast, it's going to be difficult for you to write them all down for later consideration. Now, of course, you can find them in my book, Your Higher Self, or even shoot me an email. Send it to steve at ourlifepurpose.com, and I'll reply to you with the entire list. But I'd still like to share them with you now to kind of give you a sense of how deeply you'll need to drill down to get to the core of your most authentic self-beliefs. So here goes my list of questions. Number one, if I could, what would I do to change myself? What would I do to change the world? What am I most proud of about myself? What would I rather be doing next week or next year, or even five to 10 years from now? What is the funniest experience I've ever had? And what's the saddest experience I've ever had? What's the dumbest thing that I ever did? And what was the smartest thing I ever did? What do I like to do most of all in my free time? What book affected me the most in my life? What job do I like to do most? What job do I dislike to do most? What type of game gives me the most pleasure? What's the greatest success I've ever had in my life? And what's the biggest failure I've ever had in my life? What do I love the most and hate the most? And why? When did I sort of feel like my life was the most hopeful? Or even the most hopeless? Where do I really want to live? Who is my hero? What taught me the most about life, about myself? What makes me laugh? And what makes me cry? What's the best present I've ever received? Where did I come from? And what happens to me when I die? What kind of vacation do I like to take? And what makes me most angry? What am I best at? What would I do if I had a million dollars? What would I do if I knew I couldn't possibly fail? Who is God to me? What movie affected me 
the most? What is my deepest secret? What would I be willing to die for? Would I let my best friend read my diary? What personal motto do I live by? On what issue would I never change my mind? What do I want said about me at my funeral? What is the biggest turning point in my life? What one thing would I like to be better at? What was my biggest disappointment in life? What is my worst habit that I'd like to break? What do I want to do different starting tomorrow? What is the first thing I would do if I was the president? And how would I sum up my philosophy on life? Okay, that's enough questions. I knew that was a long list, but again, I'm happy to send them to you. So you can take your time thinking about your answers to each one. Again, they're in my book, Your Higher Self. Or shoot me an email at steve at ourlifepurpose.com and I'll send them to you. Again, these questions are really designed to sort of flex your mind into thinking more deeply about yourself. Your answers help sort of comprise a self-analysis of your belief systems and the programming that you and maybe even others have done to your mind since you were born. And as you answer them, you should determine which feelings really belong to you versus which ones were implanted by an external environment and really can't be accepted or trusted as valid feelings. Now, collectively, your answers to these questions will make up your core identity, your true sense of self, and certain patterns will emerge as to what purpose or meaning you really wish to ascribe to your life. And as you answer the questions above, you'll begin to capture the essential elements of your belief system, your concept of yourself, and your purpose. Now, the best thing to do is write down some brief answers to these questions in your personal journal, preferably the first thing that pops into your mind. Then return to each answer, identify and underline the keywords or concepts that sum up your feelings. Now, these keywords or phrases or concepts, they'll begin to weave a pattern of beliefs, a mosaic, if you will, of which you feel most strongly about. Now, you can make a list of these key thoughts, which in turn will form an inventory listing of your basic feelings about life. And as you continue to embark on your self-discovery, you should continually ask questions of yourself. Again, writing down your answers in your journal so you can review them at different stages in your life. Now, most likely, your answers to these questions are going to change over time as you develop new self-beliefs and expectations. And this explains why your purpose can also change over time. So your concern should not be with changes in what life's meaning is to you, but your concern should be in not knowing what life's meaning is for you at any point in time. You know, Henry David Thoreau told us, he said, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. But with purpose, you're no longer desperate to find meaning in your life. You'll become deeply connected to yourself, and then you'll live with deliberation and determination that your life deserves. Your purpose is an undeniable force. Whatever you choose it to be, you should choose wisely. Thank you for listening.